1111, Peter K. I just had dinner with an old acquaintance friend. We went to a cool Ecuadorian restaurant in my neighborhood called Chimborazo. Chimborazo, Chimborazo. Ecuadorian restaurant. Damn, it was so good. <laughs> um, we had, what the hell are those things called, Peter? <laughs> Yampa chingos. <laughs> Yampa gachos. They were like potato pancakes with cheese inside, and then it came with peanut sauce and avocado. It's like you just put a whole bunch of words in your mouth that taste good together, and mm. Yeah, we had some carmenere. We had some Chilean wine. You ordered the scallops. I ordered the vegetarian sort of, uh, as, <laughs> what the, who's the smorgasbord? It was like little samples of all the veggie goodness. Damn, it was good. Wow, was it good? Beans, rice, salad, greens, fresh tomato, red onion, cilantro, whatever they call that cilantro sauce. Damn, that was so good. Thank you, Peter K, for dinner. Um, then I came home and how did I get all fired up? I'm all fired up now, fired up. Because, uh, why am I fired up? I don't know, like why am I fired up? It's 11.13, maybe because it's two minutes after 11.11. 11. <laughs> 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11. Um, time, I mean, what is time, anyway? Um, so I'm about to go out back and look at the stars. It's 23 degrees, why do I do this? Why do I do this? I don't know, I'm just bound to do it. And I have this weird feeling spiritually, like I'm my uncle Jimmy, who was my dad's brother, who was a pilot, a highly accoladed pilot in 1944, um, who was killed by the military, <laughs> wasn't even wartime in 1945. I'm sorry, Dolores, my grandmother. I'm so sorry. He was your favorite son, Jimmy. Oh, I'm gonna tell stories about Jimmy. Jimmy was a fighter pilot. Damn that boy. He was a good boy. So, you know, the military killed my male family members. No big deal. My uncle Jimmy. My grandfather? No. Nope. That was not the military. But even Emacy, like dad, your oldest brother, didn't he have like shrapnel in his brain? That's why he was crazy. Crazy all those years. He had to become a mama's boy. My dad's older brother had to live with his mom because I think he was, he went crazy. I don't know why he went crazy. Did he have shrapnel in his brain? Like, I just, why am I so comfortable asking that question? Did he have shrapnel in his brain? Aren't there people who don't even know what shrapnel is? 
Yeah, it's like you get metal stuck in your brain guts during wartime. I mean, wow. Our psychological war is this sharp. It is this painful. But anyway, I went out to dinner <laughs> with my, my old acquaintance friend, Peter K. to Chimborazzo. And our, what was our server's name? Peter. God, he was cool, whoever he was. Um, Peter had scallops for the record. I ate one. <laughs> and then I had a lot of very responsible nutrients from the earth that were delicious and some cheese and cilantro, whatever. Like if you, if you people, if your taste buds aren't getting tangled, forget about it. Don't even learn Spanish. Forget about Ecuador. But I don't know. Somehow I came home I was thinking about our evening and checking my YouTube subscriptions and all of a sudden I start listening to Gigi Young. Shout out to Gigi Young. Letter G-I, G-I, first name, last name, Young. You know, like a young person. Spelled Y-O-U-G, blah, 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 blah. Why? Oh, U-N-G. Um, what is Mercury doing right now? Why do I feel tongue-tied? Anyway, Gigi Young is doing uploads about Venus. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, forget about it. Like, just quit listening. But if you care about the planets, then she's talking about how Venus is basically a representation of the higher what do you call it? Octaves? I swear I just heard the word octaves. <laughs> Is that you, Magenta Pixie Petra in parentheses? Anyway, octaves, the higher octaves. Venus is a higher octave of Earth. This kind of makes sense to me. I've always felt very Venusian, but like a little too nerdy. So isn't that like Earth meets Venus? Nerdy, earthy, Venus. Because <laughs> Venus can't be like that sexy Marilyn Monroe. I mean, that shit is crazy. I will never be that kind of sexy, dumb blonde, dolphining around the room. I'm not a dolphin, first of all. I'm the opposite of the dolphin. <laughs> I ain't no Pisces bitches. My feet are firmly planted on the earth. I'm a Virgo. Go, 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 go. Anyway, so that dinner was really good. And I came back. <laughs> and I started listening to Gigi Young. And uh, she's on this whole Venus trip. God, it's so cool. You got to listen to it. And um, she, it's like she has the voice to gets you to understand embodying a planet. And I think this is why I've always loved astrology because like, I'm gonna stop this recording in the next two minutes because I want to go outside. I don't want to be doing this recording. I'd rather be out with the stars, 
but it's 23 degrees. <laughs> it's 23 degrees Fahrenheit, which for a lot of you humans, you'd be like, oh, you're kidding me. It's below freezing. How could you possibly? It's like, well, this is my life. My life, my life, my life, my life for like four months. <laughs> so I can't just not go outside. I know that's ridiculous. I go outside and nobody's out there. Like, I don't know what it is. So a few minutes ago, I was talking about my Uncle Jimmy. <laughs> so if I go outside for my my European cigarette, which I don't even do every night, I probably do it every third night, which is what, two or three times a week. And I'll go out there and I'll be, I feel like I'm a young military soldier. And I'm like running through the barracks secretly because it's like after curfew or something. It's so weird. I'm just going out to the backyard to have a cigarette. But then I hear a helicopter over me and I'm like, fuck, stay within six feet of the building, soldier. Like I get all these weird military messages if I hear any sort of aircraft. So <sighs> welcome to my world, people. And, and when I, you know, talk about this stuff, what I'm trying to invite you to realize, 2023, welcome, Aquarian high wave. I'm saying you right in front of me. Um, I'm off the greasy, clompy Pisces bridge. Sorry, bitch. You can take your purple, greasy bathing suit and dive on down to... Satan, bitch. Yeah, I don't want that greasy, clumpy stuff anymore. Yuck, disgusting. Um, but the high wave, the Aquarian high wave, give me some of that jazz. So yeah, we went to dinner and um, I was listening to Gigi Young's trans. Uh, I think she just did two or three Venus transmissions. And this person le left a comment underneath the most recent Venus one that I was listening to. Maybe I'll post photos somewhere. See, this is a thing. I feel like I should have a whole website now for all of my musings because now there's like photos, web links, other podcasters, music. YouTube videos. <laughs> but um, let's see what happened. Um, I'm listening to Gigi Young about Venus, and I see this guy's comment. What is his name? Oh, I just took a bunch of photos. Look at my photos. Nate something. I mean, does it really matter? It doesn't matter. I took photos of my comments on his channel. Nate Scherer. <laughs> I'm going to name this guy. Um, he's on YouTube. N as in Nancy, A-T-E. T as in Tom, E as in everybody. Nate Scherer. That's like a German name, Scherer. S-C-H-E-R-E-R. -E and then he's got a Scorpio symbol after his name. That's funny. And he's young. I mean, the kid's got to be like, I don't know, 23, 24. 
and he starts talking about orgasms. I'm like, oh my God, I felt the same way the whole time. How the spiritual community, like religion and new age sidesteps what sex is, what we do in the bedroom by ourselves or awkwardly or when we're not even really thinking about it. And I guess I've always just been like, it's like a fountain, you know, it's there. And if I don't take care of it, then, um, I don't know. I mean, or I go through phases. I think I, I think I feel pretty aligned with what a well is in the earth in my mama. Uh, I thank you for giving birth to me. I think about you all the time. My mama, my mama, my mama. Yeah, like I feel my fountain is full and warm and strong and elastic. Yeah, I feel it. I feel like the undergirding of my body so ready to allow, like I just want to go sit in the backyard right now I want to sit in my backyard and just like shimmy my ass into the snow lie back have a have a European cigarette in the snow and just act like the snow is my you know my lion fur my the bedding in my I'm on an African safari you know lying and just like a lion skin made of lion manes. <laughs> but um, no, because I'm not going to go lie out in the backyard. Basically, our snow has been nucleated this winter. I don't know if anyone else has experienced ice nucleation. But we're, I mean, I show my students all the time. I teach English to people who live in parts of the world that are like Saudi Arabian desert. They're like, oh, teacher. Why is that snow like white mountains everywhere? Like it's called ice nucleation. Actually, ice nucleation, not ice nucleation. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's that time of the night. But I seriously, I look outside and I'm like, what is this? Some? Am I in a B-grade movie? And, you know, remember when you were a kid and in science class, you were supposed to, it was an assignment and you had to be done in three days, you know? Like, I always hated that when there was a deadline. Gotta get that done in three days. So you, um, it involves a shoebox and some cotton and then who knows what it is? Like, I can remember when I had these projects in science class or, you know, I was supposed to partner up with someone and create some physical result like my friend Jenny and I wrote on papyrus like we learned hieroglyphics and I was like what the f what is this I'm getting together with someone to talk about language that we don't whatever ridiculous so yeah I like when you're supposed to do field work supposed to physically figure shit out. But, um, 
yeah, so I got back from dinner with this cool guy, Peter, listened to Gigi Young, and then all of a sudden there was this comment, this guy in the comments talking about Venus, and he's like, you know, I feel like orgasms and the fountains, and I'm like, wait a minute, brother, you're barking up my tree. What do you mean orgasms and fountains? And then I go, <laughs> I go to his YouTube channel, and he's like this 23-year-old kid, I'm telling you. I'm either a really old soul or I'm like, you know, I can't figure it out. What am I? I am 16 going on 17, totally unaware that, that I'm actually 54 going on 55 in a year. Totally unprepared am I. Do, 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 do. But I relate with like 23 year old men. You know, I just had dinner with a 52 year old man. Uh, I'm flirting with some 33 year old kid on the Facebook who speaks French and um, Arabic. I teach English to people who speak like 14 effing languages every day. <laughs> I love it. I love this phase. But, um, yeah, so I found this kid, whatever, I just started to try and say. His YouTube channel is, how do I, am I, how am I caught up in this right now? I'm just going to finish this and then not do it anymore. Oh, I said Nate. Nate, S-C-H-E-R-E-R, -E -E with a Scorpio sign after it. But So it's a young kid, and like this particular episode is titled Tired After an Orgasm. Is it an energy drain or natural relax dot dot dot? <laughs> Do I have to click on this? Natural relax. No, it's not going to tell me what. More? No. Um, so my point is, ooh, I'm distracted by looking at my phone when I should just be finishing my thought about orgasms and fountains too. Ooh. Okay. So my whole life, I've always known this fountain. Always. Like, I remember feeling this fountain. Okay. I'm not going to get weird. I swear when I talk about what humans call sex. Isn't that funny? I just said that like I'm not a human. <laughs> because I actually think I am of the fae. I think I'm fairy. I think I'm more fairy than human. Truth be told. So, um... Chuck is in love. Chuck is in love. Chuck is in love. Love is in love. Is in love with me. But do it at all. But well, but do it at Oof, Ricky Lee Jones. I've been listening to her for the past, I don't know, seven nights. I don't know what's going on there. 
I'm channeling you, Ricky, and you're alive. <laughs> so I never wanted to channel dead people. I think that's creepy as fuck. But I think I channel living people sometimes a little bit. They don't have to know. It's like I'm not sucking out for energy. I'm, I'm, I'm like, it's almost like when two streams of stars could be in the sky and when they touch by mistake, you're like, whoa, 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 sparks. So that's cool. But anyway, so then I'm listening to Gigi Young to get in touch with Venus because Venus, from her perspective, is the elevated energy of Earth. And it's kind of, if you're confused about Earth right now, you can sort of float up there and explore Venus. So I think that's interesting. But then... Chuckies and lower, Chuckies and I don't believe what you're saying to me. This is something I got to say. Wow, I'm having like a very visceral. Is he here? Boom, boom. I look in the pool, how boom, boom. Is he here? Boom, boom. I look in the drugstore. Is he here? Oh, no, he don't come here. No more. But tell you what, oh my God, I would keep going. But like, I, this is what happened when I was younger. I would absorb Ricky Lee Jones in my soul, but it was, you know, we call this time analog. You know, I was born in 68, so I only ever heard Ricky in the 70s after seeing her on SNL singing Chucky's in Love. So it's for those of us that are older now, it's so cool to listen to music that you really love. I hear like the perfect pitch of every song that I like got really obsessed with. So thank you, Ricky. I don't know how you're super perme permeating my heart space right now. And you made me cry in recent days. I think you're just uploading on YouTube and I'm subscribed to your channel because I love you. So how about we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. But so I was on this Gigi Young channel watching the latest upload about Venus. And then this comment, this guy said, I think, I think orgasms are good for you. And I, I was like, listen up. First, I thought it was a girl. And when I responded, I was saying, I have a podcast and I can't post a link to my podcast in anyone's chat on YouTube because YouTube, you little whore, doesn't want any other competition. <laughs> so you can't post external links. Hello. I mean, I was on YouTube before anybody knew about it. Like, I would have been considered a dork 2011 all the time on YouTube. So, you know, you used to be able to post 
external links. You could po- you could post links to anywhere. Websites, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. So now you can't... And I've been wrist slapped. You know, I, I tried to post an external link to... I want to promote Fairies Are Real. I mean, why shouldn't I do that? Why should not I promote the podcast that could be helping people? But anyway, YouTube is like, no, bitch. And it kicks me. Like, it just kept deleting my posts. And so then I was like, well, maybe Paige, you, you ought to go over to the YouTube guidelines and take a little read about the details. So then I done did it. And it said like, YouTube doesn't support posting any external links. I was like, wow, this is very overt tyranny. (laughs) Okay, okay, Sergeant, no problem. So, um, yeah, so at least thankfully the spelling of fairies are real is so weird that I don't even think it trips any algorithms because nobody spells fairies the way I do. So, and then I'm not posting links. So nobody's going to, I'm totally under the radar, bitches. So fuck YouTube. Spotify, I love you both. Twice over. I hail you as clever bitches. Fuck YouTube, Spotify, I love you. (laughs) Fuck YouTube, Spotify, I love you. I'm just going to start creating new algorithms that totally confuse the AI where the AI starts like C-3PO smacking his own forehead. (laughs) I love it. Oh, this is just, I've I've only just begun. Didn't Karen Carpenter say that? Ba-da-dum, ba-da-da-da-da-dum. Yeah, something about the 70s is coming back. I'm very much feeling Carly Simon, get your younger self over here. Um, I mean, the thing I don't like about the music industry is like how fucking sellout whorish all the women became. Like, I mean, Miley Cyrus started as like Hannah Montana. And I don't mind the nerdy part. I think that's good. Girls, nerd girls are the best. I love them. I was one a little bit. But then, I'm super sexual. I stick my tongue out everywhere. I can spread my legs for no reason at all. Like, doesn't that seem like such a waste of female energy? I think it is. So I'm disgusted by anything where women are over-sexualized, but like my fountain is juicy. You know, I'm juicing up from the root of Mother Earth, which from my primary waters. I mean, I am not gonna start telling you people graphically how to bring up your own inner spring, but I'm a squirter. I'm a squirter. (laughs) I'm a midnight toker. Taking my squirting everywhere. I really, really wanna, wanna shake your tree. I'm out.
had a dream. I was at a wedding with my mom and Blake, of all people. Kind of the three things that I don't want in one fell swoop. Um, but I was, and I don't know if I was bored or, you know, I, uh, whether whomever judges me for it or not, I do like a cigarette here and there. It's like a European thing. I only do it if ever. Once at night, late, by myself, while I'm looking at the stars. <sighs> so I was at this wedding and I was bored and I went to get my cigarettes and they weren't there. For whatever reason, they were in a locker, like a gym locker. And I went to mom and I said, do you know where my... I had a pack of cigarettes and a pair of red boots in this locker. Do you know where my stuff is that was in my locker? And mom's like, oh, well, somebody at the wedding wanted a cigarette. So I, you know, I gave it to them. I was like, what about my boots? And she said, oh, the bride, the bride wanted to wear your boots. I'm like, that's um, annoying because I don't even know the bride. Well, these boots, uh, there was a trend, I think in the 90s when I was about 20 years old, um, where I think they were almost like shoots. They were shoe boots. So they didn't, the boots didn't have any leg neck. They were like just the bottom of the boot and they opened up like a shoe. I loved this trend. I don't know why, but like I bought a pair of boots and I felt so badass. Um, hadn't thought about them in years and I had this dream in 2015. So, you know, when I was, uh, whatever, 40 something. So clearly the boots have significance. I mean, if I was 20 when I bought them and yet they showed up in my dream at this wedding and it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't just a random dream because this wedding took place in New Zealand and I was bored and annoyed, which are two sentiments that we don't want Paige to feel together very often. Bored and... This shit should not have stopped. My dream stopped at 3.07. Don't do that to me telephone. Don't stop when I don't press stop. Anyway, the dream. So I enter this house and it's fairly nondescript. I keep walking. I get to like the, the middle juncture of the house and Blake, you know, appears out of nowhere from within and she's wearing this white shirt with blue 
Um, uh, what's the word when you, uh, it's not needlepoint. Um, I'll have to come back to it. It's like a traditional Mexican shirt with um, embroidery. It's got embroidery across the front of it. And it's blue. Um, which is weird. That sounds almost like Scandinavian or Norwegian or something because the only shirts I've seen with that kind of embroidery are in Mexico. So there is a Pueblo where they their whole deal is they... Um, so vegetation and animals on pillows and shirts and whatever else um, and their bright colors I can't remember the, the name of the tradition anyway Blake's wearing this pseudo to me it looks like a Mexican traditional mujer's woman's shirt but it's only blue so who knows the significance of that? White and blue? I don't know. And she's standing there and she says, Welcome to my wellness center. And I'm like, Seriously, Blake? Like, <laughs> you've had an eternal life challenge to authority figures. So therefore, you can't make money because you don't have a job. I mean, I know that you are good at finding uh, government subsidies because you're hearing impaired and you have some uh, disabilities. And I applaud that about you. I think that's great. Um, but, you know, in the rational world... There's no way you own this super fucking cool split-level house on the ocean in New Zealand. So, once again, <laughs> I'm both annoyed, but at least I'm confused. So this is um, intriguing to me, interesting. So she says, um, do you want a tour? I'm like, sure. Give me a tour. And so we start walking and she's like, and this is a massage room and this is, um, blah, 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 blah. And then we're downstairs, which, you know, in a split level, you know, it depends on the terrain that it's built on. But in this case, it's whatever we'd call like garden level. But I look to my left and there's a bank of bay windows. I'm speechless. It's breathtaking. I'm on the coast of New Zealand and I know in my soul that it's Lion's Rock, which as a teenager I visited on this trip where we were tramping, which I feel like I started the whole dream uh, telling by saying that I knew 
it was New Zealand. If I didn't say that, there you go. Boom. So, (laughs) um, before I can have another thought, um, it occurs to me that there are three white lions lounging on the beach. You know, as I look out the bay window, um, which is strange, you know, because lions don't lounge on a beach. I mean, (laughs) traditionally, as we know it, they are only in Africa, which is strange. Isn't that weird? They're only on one continent. How did that happen? Um... And they're in the savannah. They're, you know, these these movies we show children, all the lies, <laughs> king of the jungle. Lions are not from the jungle. They don't dwell in the jungle. Um, in the jungle, the tiny jungle, the lion speaks tonight. ba da 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 Oh, Mary McCaba, look that song up. She's a damn good singer from the 60s. I swear I was in my mother's womb just like banging on the her placenta walls like, let me out. There was such good music. But anyway, I digress. Three white lions, and I'm thinking to myself, this is so weird. I'm in Blake's house in a gorgeous split-level building in New Zealand. What is going on here? And three white lions, before I can finish that thought, they are smothering the left side of my face energetically. I mean, they just, they like defied gravity or whatever we call the, the, speed of light and they just uh, like I could feel the wind of how fast they all of a sudden they were inside the building and uh, and my sister Blake said come here come here come here get over here get inside of here get inside and I was like uh inside of where and and why should I be concerned so there was like to my left three lions you know and I think lions by nature are not domesticated so you know what why why are they next to me would I be their hunt their prey and then my sister Blake who, who to me at this point in my life is no less scary And she's like, come over here, come over here. I'm like, why would I go over there? And so, you know, in a dream where you, um, you can't move or you move slowly. Um, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to make a new recording because I feel like people want stuff in bits. Um, so 
I, you know, energetically, I can't decide. (laughs) Should I try and walk or run closer to Blake or should I, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm safer with the three white Maori. So yes, in my mind, these lions were three white Maori. Could I tell you why I know that? No, no, I can't. Um, But I think it's all because I sat on a picnic table while I was tramping with my exchange family in New Zealand as a teenager for real, like in the real world when I was 15. 68, 78 plus 5 is... Is that... 83? I mean, I graduated in 86. So it was, it was 85. Um, and so before I can, you know, just use my discernment, make a decision, uh, this, uh, these bars, iron bars come down Like, I can feel them by the breath of the back of my neck. These bars drop down as if, you know, you're in some medieval gel cell. And, you know, on the the bottom levels of a castle. (laughs) And right when I realize that, you know, the iron gate is coming down behind me, the tallest white Maori takes his left hand and he puts it out astutely. He puts it out confidently and the, you know, whatever he call the, the knife bottom edge of the gate, you know, it would be like iron and it would have maybe arrows in it as if they were blades that would drive into the clay or the soil or whatever the fuck. So one of these iron grates drove into the forearm of the tallest white Maori. And I turned around and I was like, oh, you guys. (laughs) You guys. The, The three white Maori or the three lions, the three white lions that have turned into Maori men. And they had this ornate um, bone work across their chests. Like it wasn't just if I heaved up my chest and I took my boobs off my body, which I can't do. Or, you know, you look at a 12-year-old who hasn't eaten in nine months, and there's this, like, you know, you can see their bone work. Isn't that funny that I call it bone work, like iron work, or uh, as if I'm talking about art or something? Um, But they're, it's not necklaces they're wearing, their bones are ornately displayed to me across their chest. You know, like bone carvings. 
And this is another thing. I should go back and read The Bone People, which <laughs> when I was a teenager, my mom used to just throw me whatever uh, paperback she was reading, uh, inappropriate romance, you know, <laughs> um, subplot included. Uh, so I was like tormented by weird sexual things as a teenager when I was never even thinking of them in these books. But anyway, I digress. Maybe it came out of the bone people, but I think it came out of what Jung would call the psyche of the dream time. So I connected with the dream time because I sat on that picnic table as a teenager and I just closed my eyes and I went into the earth. I went into that part of the earth, which is very close to Antarctica. That's going to have to be a whole nother chapter that I share. My deep and continual fascination with Antarctica. I think it's way bigger than we were have ever been told. I think it's, uh, well, uh, Richard Byrd, Admiral Richard Byrd, says that he saw a piece of land that was larger than the continent of America. You know, in the, what was that, the 30s? I don't remember. Back to the dream. So the tallest white Maori has put his hand out, a gesture of protection toward me, such that the iron gates did not close on me. As my sister Blake was like, running, 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 come here, come here, come here. Um, and I reluctantly was like, eh, you know, three white lions, my sister Blake, which is scarier. I'm not sure. All right. I'm going to make another recording. See you in a sec. So... I'm no longer annoyed, but I am confused. And there she stands in front of me with her, you know, her white shirt with, isn't this interesting that everyone I look at, somehow what's displayed across their chest has like soul and cultural significance? Anyway. I'm like, Blake, what do you, what do you want? What do you want from me? And she's trying to explain why it's really important that I listen. And I'm standing there with these three white Maori. I I can feel the heat of their breath behind me. And I wear them like a cloak. I love these men. I mean, if I could ever have three lovers, but it's, it's not sexual, you know, I never even think sexual thoughts when I have these archetypal memories. It's like two brothers and a lover. You know, I'm flanked by two protective beings that are shorter, not less important, but, and then the the one in the middle 
He's so regal. Anyway, Blake says, well, you gotta, you gotta come over here to the tribunal. Uh, I look to my left and I see um, a set of bleachers and seated upon the bleachers are a, a trove of uh, Kiwis speaking everyday, you know, weekend Kiwi English, which they're like, whatever. I'm not going to try and do a Kiwi accent right now. But it's clear to me that, well, they are sacred people, but they're in everyday clothes because that's what happens in the modern world. So they're talking amongst themselves. And I'm standing there and I realize, uh, they're not just speaking English. They're speaking uh, Maori. Um, and I'm like, hey, guys, <laughs> heads up. If you want me to understand what's going on here, I, I don't understand a word you're saying. And it's clear that I'm part of the council. You know, it's like maybe even the judge. Like I'm supposed to be assessing what these native uh, people, the Maori, are saying, and they're kind of arguing amongst themselves. Casually, you know, it's not, there's, it's not aggressive by any means. And I just say, just <laughs> please tell me what you want me to understand. And one guy, you know, <laughs> d- distracted by my random white girl American voice, you know, he looks over at me, looks at me, we lock our gaze. He looks at me and he says, Moto Baraku. Moto Baraku. I'm like, oh, okay, Moto Baraku. Great, that's awesome. Um, and then the dream fades. I wake up. It's January 2015, which is interesting because that's the year that my life became a shit show and my ex ultimately ended our relationship. I'll leave it at that. That's a way tidier way of saying I love saying it that way. Yep, my ex ended our relationship. And so, you know, I've had friends ask me, um, were you sober in this phase? Were you doing meditations or... No, do you know what it was? I think it was unconscious trauma. I, I mean, my hip had broken for no known reason in the spring of 2013. And for two years, you know, a year and a half later, I still wasn't walking, which is very troubling. Um, and I owned a business. So, you know, uh, was I in trauma? Yeah, I was in trauma. So I think one thing that can 
cause these awakenings, these moments of awakening, is trauma. And if, if, we, if we just have our wits about ourselves, you know, I have a um, history, a tradition of, of journal keeping, of writing. I'm left-handed, so my writing is, is very awkward. And nobody writes anymore in the modern world. But I have this tradition of writing things down. So I did write it down. It's in one of my journals. Thank fucking God. And I'll do another excerpt and tell you how I had the dreamer call. Because that's a whole nother story. Um, chatting with my French friend, Victoria Cotton. Oh my God. That's a whole nother trippy thing. So, so I think what I want to leave everyone with is we're all native people. We're all root people. Um, all right, I'm going to do one more recording. So I've never liked this notion that like that we refer back to the native people. You know, if I'm white and I live in America, um, I'm supposed to refer back to, well, I do like this. I love this. I value this. I mean, this is what in my adult lifetime, this is what Standing Rock was all about. It's about a complete disregard for the sanctity of Native people's lives and their lives upon the land, and they're the last people who have a sacred relationship with our Mother Earth. Um, you know, like tears are welling up behind my eyeballs as I say this, but that's, you know, I don't have any relationship to native people. Uh, could it have been a former lifetime or I've always, my whole life since I can remember known that the earth is sacred. Like the first time I touched a pine tree as a four-year-old, um, we lived in Connecticut and I, I had the luxury of spending a lot of time on my own roaming freely, running around <laughs> under trees in the backyard, uh, across the street. Uh, we lived on Ocean Drive West, so across the street was the Connecticut Sound. So I, I could just roam, and our neighbor was Kate Green, my mom's wealthy friend, um, I just would like go into her yard and climb on the boulders of the ocean. So I did have kind of a charmed existence as a young person. I roamed freely on Mother Earth and, and then I, you know, I chose to roam freely in New Zealand as a teenager, as an exchange student. So. I think these moments, they're not lost on me. I'm doing it again during COVID. Uh, I collect unemployment 
my employer couldn't take me back after a lockdown. I could, I could make it more complex or convoluted than that, but I'll just leave it there. So I, I have this existence that I haven't had since I was 15, where I'm not working, I'm roaming on the wild land. And Antarctica is now calling to me. <laughs> so I'll leave it at that. Uh, I'll just wake up in the morning and I'll grab my phone and I will um, say to Siri, Hey Siri. Thankfully she doesn't work while I'm recording. But, and I don't like the idea of using your phone for AI because they're collecting data from you. And that's fucking ridiculous. But uh, just as an experiment, I am building my own AI through Siri. But I will um, research Antarctica. My feeling, and I'll leave it at that, the end of this recording, is Antarctica has way more land than we've ever been told. I know there's a chain of volcanoes along the central channel of what we've been told is an island. It's a fucking continent. It's huge. So there's a chain of 96 volcanoes, and I think they're going to blow. I think they're going to blow because we've harmed Mother Earth to an extent where, I mean, think about a blowhole on a whale. You know, that's the northern tip of their head. I don't know why they do this. They breathe this way. Uh, But like a woman, she has a blowhole on the south. Well, our northern tip is not our mouth. It's our seventh chakra. But certainly out of the south of our bodies, women have a hole And that gives birth to humanity. So that's not just like any old hole. And so I have this like dream time memory. If ever, like I wake up and I don't think about it too much, she's going to blow. So, you know, I'm in Minnesota. I'm safe. I'm not in southern New Zealand. I'm not in the tip of South America. But... She's going to blow and it's going to be so magnificent. It's going to change our world because are we going to have to go down there? Are we going to have to see her Antarctica on the six o'clock news? You know what I would love? I would love if Tucker Carlson was like, (laughs) Mother Earth has just blown herself wide open through her cooch, which we call South well, not South America, Antarctica. Um, yeah, I want Tucker Carlson to report on Antarctic news uh, in 2021. That's what I want. Ching chong, I'm out. <laughs>